Rocket Show, episode 52. What's up? I'm Emily, your punk rock host from Quebec City, Canada. I hope you're happy today. On this episode, you'll hear the conversation I had with Susie Moon. She used to play in the band Tibet, and now she has her own solo project. You're gonna hear one of her new songs called Animal, and I'm also gonna play a band called Ravagers, with whom she's gonna be on tour soon. I also repunk you the band Love Dog from the UK. Are you ready, baby? Because the show is starting right now. Hanging on the corner of episode 52nd and Broadway. Cars passing by, but not an MC to go my way. Quebec City, that's where I'm recording. <laughs> yes, today it's episode 52. And it's gonna be fun. How are you, my friends? I hope you are doing good. I'm fine. So since I'm not a very well-organized person, I always have my paper planner with me. And I noticed recently that I've been writing a lot of shows in it. Like, for instance, I think in April, I'm going to see shows every weekend. And <laughs> in one weekend, I'm going to see three of them, like on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wow. And next week, I'm so excited because I'm going to see Comeback Kid in my favorite venue called Lanty Bar et Spectacle in Quebec City. And I didn't see any shows there since two fucking years. So I think I'm going to cry when I get there. Yeah, it's going to be so great. And it's a small venue, so I think it's going to be destroyed by Comeback Kid. I can't wait. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but recently there are so many new songs, so many great songs that had been released. I don't know. Did you watch the new William Scream music video for their song, Give Me the Shake? It's epic. <laughs> Lots of faces and food, lots of desserts, to be more precise. And the song is delicious. <laughs> I'm also very obsessed by the new Hot Water Music song, Habitual. So emotional. Damn, it's like, we needed this song. It's so good. And I really like the little guitar riff in it. Wow. I really enjoyed the new Be Well song as well. It's called Treadless. My God, so many great stuff. And <laughs> don't tell anyone, but I kind of like the new Simple Plan song. Yeah, the title is Congratulations. It's not a joke, it's pretty good. <laughs> so I don't know if you have a ritual when it's time to listen to new songs, but what I like to do is that I open a, a blank note sheets on my computer or on my phone then I take some notes to stuff that I have to watch or listen to because sometimes I don't have time but I see some news and I'm like oh yeah I have to remember to listen to the new hot water music song blah 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 so I take some notes and once a week I just enjoy listening to all of this sometimes I have a drink sometimes I have a tea sometimes I'm in my bubble bath when I do that and it's like my moment. It's so great. I make some playlists sometimes and I just enjoy life so much when I do that. And I usually do the same thing with, with vinyl. Sometimes I receive like three or four vinyl a week. And I take, usually it's on my lunch break that I do that because I'm still working from home. And I always take a moment. It's usually like on Thursday 
and I just listen to all the vinyl I received or I bought and <laughs> it's like paradise. I take some notes to make reviews. So I wonder if you have also some ritual about that. And if you do, reach me on social medias and let's talk about that together. So before we start this episode, I want to say welcome to Matt. He's our new patron on Patreon. I should say welcome back because he left for a while and he's back. And I think it's totally fine. So if you want to subscribe to the Patreon and have access to all my Zoom interviews videos in advance, I have some newsletters for you every week, some exclusive content, some exclusive repunkmendations. So you're welcome. And if you want to stay for just one or two months and binge watch everything and leave, that's totally fine. I appreciate all help. I mean, I do that myself. I subscribe to some space and universe and astronomy <laughs> Patreons. And and sometimes I don't I just don't have time to check their stuff. So I leave for like one, two, three months and I come back and yeah, that's fine. So check the show notes if you want. You can also make donations like on PayPal, buy me a coffee. But I really appreciate all kind of supports. Whether it involves money or not, you're so amazing with me, guys. I love you so much. Thank you for being in my life. Oh my God, I had a huge blast of energy listening to this band called Love Dom from the UK. Oh, <laughs> I have a huge crush on this band right now. Oof, it might become my favorite band. It's not a joke. So this band exists since 2007 and plays a mix of melodic, Hardcore, hardcore punk, fast melodic punk, even some ska punk influences. I might be wrong, so you tell me, but I hear a mix of a Willem Scream with some Strike Anywhere and also the fastest song of Good Riddance. Wow, I just love this so, 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 so much. So they released a new EP last month, The Fall of Icarus. I never knew how to pronounce this. Scott, help me. Uh, it's Icarus. Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. And they released it on Pumpkin Records. Let's listen to their amazing, great, fantastic song, The Pumpeteer. It's really incredible. Trust me. Three. 
it's the time to listen to the great chat I had with an amazing woman, Susie Moon. We talked about when she used to play in Civet and the story behind the end of the band, which is a very crazy story. Fuck. We also talked about her solo project, about her work with Pirates Press Records, her writing process, some thoughts about feminism, her upcoming tours, and we also talked about punk rock fashion. <laughs> She made me think about stuff I've never thought about before, and I like that kind of conversations for real. During the interview, you'll hear her song Animal and a song from the band Ravagers. Enjoy! Hey, punk rockers! Do you like bands like Voodoo Glow Skulls, The Willem Scream, Mute, Implants, Darko, Police, Cigar, Tsunami Bound, Big Kid, The Kid's Table, Adrenalize, Friends of Rome, Dead by Stereo, Belvedere, Bracket, Dead Fucking Last, Much the Same, and many more? Are you obsessed with band merch like I am? <laughs> If yes, press pause on this episode and go on epicmerchstore.com. They offer t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, hats, and kids merch for more than 230 punk rock, ska, metal, and hardcore bands from all around the world. And they now have mugs. Yeah, wow, the coffee's gonna be great. Go get your merch at epicmerchstore.com. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, good. Where are you on this planet right now? Because uh, we're, yeah, yeah, I'm um, I'm right outside of Washington D.C. Okay. Yeah, yeah, But, it's where I live now. Oh, you live there now? Okay. I yeah, see. yeah. I, I didn't understand that. I thought you were living in L A. or California, and then yeah. you had to travel there. So okay, or on tour or something. Yeah. So California, it's where I was born. And oh. I grew up there. I lived there my whole life, Southern California. And then living here, it's the first time I ever lived outside of LA, ever. Oh. So it's very different, you know? Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big change. Um, but I, I like it. It's very quiet. Super yeah. chill. I'm surrounded by trees. Oh, wow. You know, I see a deer in the front yard mm -hmm. and shit like that. And it's like, you know, in LA, I had helicopters yeah. <laughs> and po police sirens. Oh my god! So um, it's it's good for it's good for me. You know. Oh, you needed this like very more yeah. quiet. Yeah. Good. Yeah, man. So today I want to talk briefly about your history with punk rock, but I, I mostly want to focus on your projects like now, what's happening for you, what's going to happen in the future, because I think you are, you seem to be like so on fire these days since like <laughs> a year and a half or something. It's like, yeah. whoa, I, I, every time I see something from you, I'm like, this girl is fucking rad. She's so into it. So, oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, um, it's maybe it's kind of cheesy, but they say like, you know, if you do the work that you love, it's not work at all. Totally. And I, I, I feel really grateful that the thing I do most of the time, it's always art. It's yeah. always music, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I want to do everything that I can while I have the opportunity. Um, you know, it's like two years ago, I didn't have the opportunity Yeah. with Pirates Press Records. And, you know, it'd been a lot of years of DIY stuff and it yeah. can get discouraging without like kind of like a push forward, yeah. you know? And yeah. so to, when they were like, we want to work with you, I'm like, this is the thing I needed, It's Amazing, you know, to kind of like reignite like the excitement and 
it's different like between you could do it yourself all day all day but now that i have a label that i respect mm -hmm. and i appreciate so much i'm like okay i'm gonna fucking kick it up yeah so make it worth it for you guys you take me on like i want to i want to earn my keep you I know i want to i want to do good work so i'm not wasting space yeah for you know your time and yeah it's been cool so you you started being involved in the punk rock scene like very young right so how did, mm -hmm. how did you yeah. discover punk rock at first yeah it's crazy um yeah. i always say that punk rock chose me you know yeah and <laughs> I didn't really have a fucking choice in the matter. It was like, you, you're going to do this. We want you, you know, for whatever fucking reason. But growing up, my older sister was like my idol, you know, oh, yeah. as I think a lot of older siblings are to the, the younger ones, you know, and she had a punk rock band called Savette that she started in high school. Oh, it was your sister. Really? Yeah. She started that band. She's five oh, years older than me. I so by the that. time she asked me to join the band, she had already released two records. Um, she had already had her own underground thing going on, playing with all the punk rock bands around Long Beach and Orange County, you know, yeah. and I would go to the shows, you know, but I was just like a little kid and she'd like make me work the merch booth or throw me in the fucking <laughs> mosh pit. And I'm like, my sister is my hero. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Really cool. And, um, and then when I turned 15, she's like, okay, Susie, I'm worried about you. And I'm like, why? She's like, you're on the cheerleading squad and I'm worried that you're going to be too boring and too normal. And we're a family of artists and weirdos and I need to pull you out of that. And like, looking back, I think actually my kind of like tendency to turn towards something that might be seen, seen kind of like as normal, you mm -hmm. know, was if anything a rebellion against the fact that my mom was a rock and roller and my stepdad was a rock and roller wow. and my sister was a rock and roller you know yeah and i'm like i'm not weird like those guys they're all fucking weird <laughs> you know wow, this is so like the opposite of what's ha what happens usually <laughs> I like, I like yeah, that. you know, but it's still the I did same not thing. by yeah. any means have a normal childhood. Like when my mom was a teenager, she she grew up in like San Francisco area mm -hmm. and her best girlfriend when she was 16, 17, 18 years old, fronted a band called Nazi Bitch and the Jews, hmm. who were one of the first bands to work with alternative tentacles. Jello mm -hmm. Biafra was a huge fan of my mom's best friend's Fuck band. Yeah. Yeah. So like very full circle in my life to later <laughs> release music with AT through the LA Machina band I was on. Um, my mom's best friend, Enel, she sang for this band. She had short black hair. She wore, you know, chokers. It's like early 80s. Yeah. San Francisco punk rock. You know, wow. she was on the first uh, Not So Quiet on the Western Front. Mm -hmm. compilation first re release that at ever did so it's like that shit was always in my blood <laughs> you know oh yeah um but you don't you don't want to be like your parents really nope. <laughs> like true <laughs> and my mom was like totally rock and roll um but i did i did like the whole scene and dressing up and stuff i think maybe that was the one thing that like pulled me in more than anything yeah. else like i like i like to play dress up i like to be a character mm -hmm. i like to have fun with my look you know it changes all the time because i'm not the same person i was exactly. yesterday you wow. know 
Yeah. Yeah. And so when my sister was like, you're taking a guitar and you're going to be in the band. And my mom was like, yeah, that's great. Go for it. You know, (laughs) Um, you should graduate high school early. I took a test. I graduated early and I was on tour by the time I was 16 which yeah, was because Sivette, totally weird. <laughs> from what I remember, Sivet was kind of pretty big in the early 2000s, right? You yeah. Did, you played yeah. like great shows. We were so lucky. Like from the time I joined, it was nonstop. Like just, I don't know, some yeah. magical energy happened, you know? And maybe part of it was, you know, like a sister energy. Uh, now that we're a team, we feel mm-hmm. stronger. Um, my childhood dream of like, well, who's going to tell me no, <laughs> you know, um, I remember sending emails to Kevin Lyman from work, oh you know, I just found his email online, you know, and I'm like, hi, Kevin, it's Susie. My band is called Savette. Yes. It's my biggest dream to play on work tour. I would love to play sometime, you know, and these people would write me back and it's like, when you're young like that, you don't have like the ego so much totally. where you're like, well, yeah. if I get rejected, like then I, I suck, you know? Oh, yeah. And you know, it, it hurts a little bit more when you're a little bit older <laughs> and <Yeah. laughs> when, when you're young, you just don't give a fuck, yeah. you know? So I'm emailing the people from Hellcat records, you know, I'm just emailing everybody I can find basically to tell them about this band that I'm in, even though like I wasn't very good. I had only been playing guitar for a year. You know, I didn't really oh, know wow. what the fuck I was doing, <laughs> <laughs> but things happened very, very quickly. Yeah. So, and then, okay. So uh, I think Sivet ended in like end of 2000 or mid 2000. It was 2011, technically. Oh, okay. Oh, it, yeah. it was later than I It was pretty late. Yeah, we we went hard for almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was crazy because we had like, we had like this upswing where like, it felt like everything was going to be like, mm-hmm. that's it. We're on the next level, you know? Yeah. And we did a really good headlining tour through Europe that like people were showing up to the clubs and were like, are they at the right show? Like they're here for us, you know, like that feeling of, I can't believe people are here to see us like that, you know? Oh my God. Crazy. Um, and we had some of the best shows I ever played with that band, you know, but then when we came back to the U S we took a slot supporting, uh, Nashville pussy in the winter Mm -hmm. in Canada. And we weren't getting paid enough. And, When that happened, um, it created a lot of problems in the band because at that point we were basically like, are we going to spend the tiny amount of money we have on a hotel or on food? Ooh. Like we didn't really have enough for both. And you, you know? were probably too young to have some money aside because you were like, well, there was never time to work. Yeah, exactly. You know, because you, oh. you take every opportunity, every tour. But then you don't have time to keep a job at home. Nobody wants to hire you if you're going to leave in three months. I think we uh, we underestimate what stressful it could be when you don't have enough money to tour, like to actually Dude. finish. And it happens a lot to young bands, even like bigger bands sometimes. We, we, I think we never all think bands are affected by this. Yeah. You know, it's like um, the investment is often a lot more than what you might see online or whatever, you know? Um, 
uh, people might save and save and save and then put everything they have into a van, <laughs> everything they have into merchandise, you know? Yeah. And if you're playing shows to 25 people and you're not making enough every night, you're going to have fights with your band Oh yeah. about, do you want to get paid today to eat? And we slept in the van. I remember being so mm-hmm. fucking cold on that tour in October in Canada, sleeping with socks on my hands oh. and getting so drunk on the free alcohol, at least that the club was giving us just to sleep through the night oh. because it was the worst That's tour so of my sad. fucking life. Fuck. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, so like, I can't blame our rhythm section, our bass player and our drummer left in the middle of the night after a show <gasps> without telling us aye, aye, and aye. just yeah it wasn't great um <laughs> and they just left us in vancouver um after a show with a note in the van and we still had almost two weeks of shows left to do i didn't you know? know that oh so, you know it was just me and my sister at that point and we're oh. like dude heartbreaking what are we gonna fucking do you know and the only way we have an opportunity to make money is to finish the tour. Right. So like we called some people mm-hmm. from Los Angeles and flew them up to Seattle where the next show was. Luckily my grandma lived there at the time. Wow. And we did two days of rehearsals, mm-hmm. just 12 hours to like learn every single song. We're going to finish the tour no matter ah. what, you know, we have to do this. We can't let that break us, you know, but I was already broken, Emily. <laughs> like I was fucking broken. I'm like, this isn't my band anymore. Like I know it's... the love is gone. You know. I know. Oh my god, I can't. I can't like figure out how crazy it was for you. And, but like, it's another proof that you've always been really hardworking. <laughs> like it's. Thank you. <laughs> like half of the band is gone. Let's do it again. <laughs> Let's still do We're it. We're still doing it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Did yeah. You... Did you play? In yeah, my in- sister and I are kind of crazy like that. <laughs> well, you were with her, like strong connection yeah. with your sister. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, wow. probably looking back, like part of why she brought me into the band was to feel like she had somebody on her team, you know, that wasn't going to fuck her over or leave her in the middle of the night, you know, and no matter what, like yeah. we always had each other's backs, even when shit got really hard. Mm-hmm. But something that people might not have realized is like from an artistic standpoint, You can only teach your songs to people so many times mm-hmm. and know that they have no emotional connection yeah. to the song. They didn't write it. They weren't in the room. They weren't a part of this, you know, and thank you for being here and helping us finish the tour. But like, this doesn't mean anything to you, you know? And so like the spirit left like completely, you know, oh. it was just gone. It wasn't the same anymore. Especially no. after the awesome summer totally. we had, you know? Um, so together, like my sister and I decided like, dude, we can't just bring in two new girls mm-hmm. and call it Savette. Like that no. feels really fake True. and wrong, I, I <laughs> you know? Um, so we called two guys in. we're like, let's just switch it up. Let's yeah. make it different. Like if we're totally. going to keep doing it at all, like let's at least have some fun and try to change up the dynamic, mm-hmm. see if bringing in new energy will kind of like reignite the flame, you know, whatever. And long story short, my sister is married to the guy we pulled into drum uh, <laughs> and they've been married for over like 10 years. Now. Wow. So, so. May- maybe if the girls hadn't left, she wouldn't be with her husband Exactly. and I wouldn't have nephews, you exactly. know, and like, 
you got to look on the bright side of things. Like the universe always knows better than you do. You That's know? so true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. so you had other projects too. And so what did you do between the solo stuff you are doing right now and and Civet and the other band? So you started this other band. So just tell me what. what yeah. Yeah. You never um, really it stopped. was actually kind of a long time. Really this, um, for anybody that's been following what I'm doing, uh, I have a, a couple big tours coming up. Like next week, this time next week, I'll yeah. be on tour with Teenage Bottle Rocket in the Pacific Northwest. And then 10 days when that after that ends, we're doing a full U.S. tour mm -hmm. with our buddies Ravagers. But this will be the longest tour I've done since my Civet days. Wow. I've done like shorter tours, little okay. like weekend things, five days, eight days, whatever. I've gone to Europe for like two weeks, but this is going to be the longest stretch that I've been mm -hmm. on the roads since the vet. I'm like, I'm ready to get hurt again, you know? Yeah, because <laughs> I discovered you because I received sometimes vinyl from uh, Pirates Press and they sent me yeah. your, your EP that you released last year uh, called The Shots. Was that? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh <laughs> that my was God. It. Yeah. So right. So I researched a little about you. I stalked you a little. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And I said, oh, she was in Civet. And then I was like, But I don't remember seeing other stuff between mm -hmm. this gap. So I wonder if you had like a long uh, time out of the scene or like IS yeah. or something. Mm. Yeah, I did take a break, like a solid break. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about the timeline, like I was so young when I started Civet. I didn't finish high school like a normal kid. I didn't go to college. I didn't do anything that like normal yeah. fucking people do. Like to function in real life, like you kind of need to have like normal shit happened so you, you forgot know? you forgot your rebel dream to be normal <laughs> compared to your yeah, family yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like wait a minute i need some stability like i want to make rent and live in my own apartment oh, and just yeah. have like a normal fucking chill life for a little while um so i left civet like even after we got the guys and it was cool i was like telling my sister dude i really just my heart's not in it anymore i need to figure out who the fuck mm -hmm. i am as a person outside of this like oh you're a rock star for 10 weeks and then you're not, you know, and then you're yeah. on and then you're not, and then you're on, you know, it's like, that's not healthy. Um, and I needed to develop a bit yeah. more and grow, you know? So I, I quit the band. I moved to Hollywood with some roommates. I started going to college to learn like filmmaking and oh. uh, video, video editing and stuff like that. I see. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And it, it all comes together because um, not too long after that, maybe two years, I got a phone call from one of the old, old, old drummers of Civet mm -hmm. who played on the Hell Hath No Fury record that we did with Hellcat. Um, and she was like, hey, do you want a waitress at this bar in downtown L.A.? Oh. And I'm like, uh, yeah, I will not turn down any job right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I went down to this bar in downtown L.A. and it's called the Redwood Bar. And it's a very dark pirate themed like oh. restaurant bar. They have live music every night. And I start serving tables mm -hmm. and seeing, oh shit, there's bands playing. Like every single night there's a live band playing. Mm -hmm. And it got me really jealous really fast. Oh, so you <laughs> fell the fire again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I used to do this. Like, like I actually did that. Like Should for kind me. of a long fucking yeah. time. Yeah. And I got, I don't know, I got inspired again. And I, I started asking around, like, does anyone play bass? Does anyone play drums? I have these songs I've been writing on my acoustic guitar. Um, before that, I had never right. been the front person for a group, you mm -hmm. know? 
So I was scared really to go into a room and say, okay, I'm the boss now when my sister was always the boss, you know, like, okay, I have some songs and like, (laughs) it goes like this. (laughs) And if it sucks, like we don't have to play it. That's fine. You know? Um, But I made some really great friends and we started a band called Turbulent Hearts. Yes. And that was my big project between Civet Mm. and And Susie Moon, you know? And Turbulent Hearts was just like a fun band, you know? It's like me and my bros, Mm -hmm. fucking drinking, smoking a lot of weed (laughs) at rehearsal. Like it was not like high pressure, you know? And I I really needed that. Yeah, because you kind of had a trauma with a band, so you, you <laughs> didn't want any serious drama. serious PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I'm serious. <laughs> I can't understand So it was that. a cool experiment, because like, I just got to throw anything I wanted to at the wall and say, I don't know, should we just try this style? It's kind of psychobilly. I don't know, should we try this style? It kind of sounds like Green Day. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just figuring out who I am wow, as yeah. an artist. Yeah. You know, and like finding my voice, like my voice outside of Sibet, you know. So we played a lot of shows around Los Angeles and we got signed to a label in England called Head Check Records. Mm. After we had self-released three EPs, they were like, we're going to re-release your three EPs on one. Like, so one I called moment. it a three P. Three Yeah. Because it's, that's what it was, right? Yeah. Like all three P's on one. <laughs> That's great. So, okay, which leads to right now, and the, the, I, yeah. I want to talk about Susie Moon. So, what's your voice? Yeah. What's your voice? You said you 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 <laughs> wanted to find your own voice. So, what what is it? How would you describe it? I'm curious. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Ooh. Well, I think it's, it's, there's got to be a lot of like I'm trying to exude like a confidence, you know, and mm-hmm. like um, sometimes I think you have to put on the hat of confidence maybe before you're fully feeling it but it's like so showing true. up oh my god it's so true because you will yeah. never do nothing I, I, exactly like i tried to do with, with the podcast like yeah but i get it yeah 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 yeah. you're like does this work i don't know but you just have to put the foot forward <laughs> right it. yeah and and look at how, how successful you are and how much people love and appreciate oh, your you. podcast. Thank you. But it's very important for our scene that you do what you do. Oh, you're sweet. But yeah, I, oh. I feel the the <laughs> feeling like well, I might not be that confident, but how can you get confidence if you just don't do it? So do it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like um punk rock is such a, like a melting pot mm-hmm. of voices and ideas and styles Mm -hmm. you know um the genre itself kind of leads to like anything goes really and what i do is not what the next band does the next band does like everybody has this room to experiment and throw their fucking shit in the pot Mm -hmm. you know and (laughs) I just wanted to throw my hat in there and be like, well, let's see if, if what I do, if it can make a few people happy, if they can rock out to my songs, like that's my contribution back to punk rock, Mm -hmm. you know, for all it's given me, you know, at least I've got the balls to try. Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, It's scary sometimes, you know, Um, I love recording. I love writing. Like I'm a songwriter first and foremost. That's like my craft, Mm -hmm. you know, it's like, I'm always trying to be better at my songs. I want them to not suck. And um, (laughs) it's something that like, you know, is really important to me to 
to do good work in that way. Um, and, but you don't know if it's good or not until you also face rejection and you have to put yourself out there. It happened to you? Rejection happened to you? No, everybody loves me. It's cool. That's what I thought. (laughs) 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 But it is scary. I'm sure there are lots of people that don't like me, but I don't really care. So So it's like, um, you know, you but you don't know if there's anything to it until you put it on display like you have to ask people yeah is this any good you know otherwise you just you hold it too close to yourself and it, then it's not doing anybody any good you know yeah and sometimes the fear of rejection it's is is worse than the rejection itself <laughs> oh totally <laughs> so yeah. it'll keep you frozen for a long time yeah exactly yeah good and um i I've had people telling me for a long time, like Susie, like you should go solo the name Susie moon. It's a good Mm -hmm. name. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I always thought that in punk rock, you had to be a band, you know, it had to be a band name. Otherwise you're a pop star or something like that, you know, or you, you, or be Frank Turner. (laughs) And I don't like that guy. So I might as well throw my hat in the fucking really. Oh, Oh no! Oh okay, but yeah, <laughs> but because I was thinking about who is like a so a, like more known for solo stuff, and this is the first name that that came in my mind. Well, most of them came from bands, right? Yeah, first yeah, and true. foremost, you yeah. know, and I think that's a natural thing because that's another thing that like punk rock is built on is like community, totally, you know, friendships having people you know you can count on who will pick you up when you fall mm-hmm. um have your you know just looking out for you look out for each other you know so it i think it always yeah. does come from like this scene this community but then you got like tony sly mm-hmm. you know and it's like we love tony sly <laughs> and it, you know maybe his songs he was like i've got all these songs but they don't fit face to face or well sorry no use for yeah, yeah i'm sorry That's <laughs> i was gonna also talk about face to face because that was in the side of my brain <laughs> that i'm getting to that anyway so uh, it's okay um and this happens with lots of bands you know where you've got like a primary songwriter yeah and and they're they just have so much stuff it's like well this doesn't quite fit what mm-hmm. we usually do so let me just throw it out there and then it's kind of like okay this is where the solo act sort of comes from you know and generally i think uh once you've built a fan base they'll they'll kind of like mm-hmm. they'll they'll go out there with you they'll they'll walk on the wire and see where you're headed yeah. you know and it generally if they like what you've been doing with your band they're going to follow you into the next thing you know but definitely you don't have as much to hide behind yeah <laughs> and um if if you fall on your face it, it it's a little bit harsher mm-hmm. you know yeah totally so like i said in the introduction or close to it uh you're so productive from my perspective because you released the ep last year you're gonna release one very soon like in the next weeks or yeah very soon and you told me you're working on a full album too so Is it because you're like, you can't stop writing? Are you obsessed with a specific topic that you always <laughs> have to write about? Um, yeah, I am definitely a workaholic. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. Um, every single day I, I sit down and I work towards the band. 
Mm-hmm. Um, cause it is my, my number one thing in my life, you know, like, um, the full length is done. It's been done. Wow. Um, and I started it actually even before call the shots. So oh. everything is happening backwards <laughs> in a wow. really weird way. Um, I started the full length with Davey Warsop. So this is what I was going to talk about face to face, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, my buddy, Davey Warsop, I've known him for years. Um, he used to play in a band called Beat Union mm-hmm. and my band, Savet. we all toured together in like 2008 oh. with Authority Zero. And we've been buddies ever since. And Davey and I, like, we always see each other out at shows in LA and stuff. And like, we've stayed homies. And like, Davey, when I do my record... <laughs> you're going to do it. And he's like, dude, yeah, don't do that record without me. And like, we've been talking about this for years, you know? Nice. And when I finally decided to leave LA and I was going to come to the East coast, I had like 10 songs that they definitely were not turbulent heart songs, but I didn't know what the future Mm -hmm. held for me yet. And I was like, well, before I leave Los Angeles, I want to make a record with Davey because we always said we would do it, you know? And he was like, cool, I got time. Yeah. Send me the songs. Let's, you know, go back and forth, figure it out. Booked some time with him. And I started this record with him. In the meantime, I moved to Washington, D.C. and started talking to Pirates Press Records. And they're like, yeah. well, do you have anything that's already ready to go while we wait for the full length to happen? And they're, they're fans of Davey. They're friends of Davey. And so they're like psyched on this, you know? And I'm like, well, I have three songs that, I was going to do with LA Machina, but we never finished them, you know? Oh, okay. And they're like, hmm. yeah. And they're like, well, can you get them finished really fast? You know? And I'm like, sure. hold on. Let me fly back to Los Angeles <laughs> really quick. Okay. Because I didn't know anybody on the East coast to record with. Um, so I went back to Davey and was like, Hey, I know we booked this weekend to work on the full length, but we also need to drop some guitars in for those other songs. So he got the song sent from another studio where it started them. And Drew, who plays guitar in the Susie Moon Band, he's also my boyfriend. Mm. So he was like, I'll throw down the guitars for you right now. And I'm like, great, because wow. I had already done I'd already done some bass and like little piano and some vocal stuff. But like I really feel like for a song to sound full, you need different musicians on it. Yeah. You know, and I really like the way Drew plays. So he like came in, he fucking threw guitar on it. And all of a sudden, those songs that were called the shots were finished. And I turned them into Pirates Press Records. And they're like, awesome. And I'm like, so I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess I'm a solo band project now. What? <laughs> like, it all happened so fast, you know? Yeah. yeah and I wasn't expecting any of this shit.
and then because I think uh, a lot of people loved it, uh, I got a lot of comments, like great Yay! comments about when I posted about it, and like people were like, "Oh, I'm gonna discover her! Wow, great!" So, oh, cool! Yeah, sure. And so, Good. so you were like, "Okay, let's do another one." And like you said, you are you now have a, a great team, like great musicians, a label, Thank you. Uh, a label, a great label too. So I guess it's it could allow you to focus more on the music mm -hmm. am i right mm -hmm. to say that I, yeah 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 no you're totally right you're totally right about that because um it, it might be like a solo name project but like i'm nothing without the people mm. that are my team and that are are believing in me doing work i'm not the only one putting in work on this between my friends that have helped me make awesome music videos yeah my bandmates the people I've collaborated with on artwork, you know, like it takes a fucking village to make something like a complete package really good. And I'm obsessed with things being super professional. Like, oh, yeah. like I'm going to die tomorrow. And if it doesn't look great, <laughs> I failed, you know, I'll like, do it again. Let me live again. I'll do it again. <laughs> right. No, right? but I Or mean, at least, yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. Have it, have it as close to like, I'm really picturing like, okay, if this is, The, my only chance yeah. like I want it to be something that I'm super fucking proud of you oh, know yeah. and I've had these amazing people on my team between Davey and Mass Giorgini who's mixed and mastered my stuff and you know the photographer who shot the pictures for Call the Shots and Animal is it you know? Jerry? Um, is it Jerry? what? is it Jerry? no it's not Jerry I actually haven't met yeah. Jerry in person yet oh no he's great I know. I'm looking forward to it. I'll see him soon. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, the photographer who did that stuff is a is a woman, Alex Picha. Oh, cool. Yeah, and she's a, a friend of mine in Los Angeles who owns a salon. Uh, oh, she nice. started doing hair, and then she started taking pictures of her hair clients and realized she's a fucking great photographer, and that's her real passion. Oh, you yeah. know? Um, and she just has, like, this incredible eye. We're very connected in this way where we have very similar influences, mm -hmm. but, like, 60s kind of gritty dirty sexy Aww. fashion like you know I'll so I, I can start to tell her something and she finishes the sentence oh yeah she knows you know? already yeah yeah so, and she makes me look really good um uh, yeah <laughs> yeah so it's like uh, I got those people and then my band you know yeah. who are killer players and they bring the songs to life with me mm -hmm. you know but again like this whole thing it was that first step I took even before Pirates Press Records came to me, just saying, I'm going to start this record with Davey, whether I know where it's going to totally. end up or not, mm -hmm. you know, and then Call the Shots happened. And then the full length wasn't ready. So Pirates Press Records was like, well, you said you got three more songs. Why don't you go <laughs> record them and do another EP? Let's go. And I'm like, go, go, go. Yeah. we'll do that. Yeah. yeah. We're going to buy ourselves some more time. You do, know? You, do you need to have a little pressure to produce or like, I, I'm I like do this. Well pressure. If I, if I was on a label and the label would say like, okay, uh, can you do like three more songs? I would be like, okay, that's my, my cue to like put myself in action and do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I really do well with a deadline or a timeline yeah. sort of, but pirates press records didn't give me a, a oh, deadline. Okay. Oh, cool. No, they, I had the songs. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and they were like, "Well, call the shots did really well." 
you know, so let's do what's the next thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, the full length is not ready, you know, and it's going to be great. I swear. Um, But I think I would like to go in the studio and do these three new songs Mm -hmm. with the band that I've been playing live with, which is, you know, the guys that I'm going on tour with. Cause they didn't get to play on call the shots. Cause there wasn't a band yet. You know, mm-hmm. everything's like fucking backwards, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then yeah. Animal, the animal EP is coming out on April 1st. Yeah, very soon. And mm-hmm. I know I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and it's really good. And I'm finally um, like uh, finalizing and, you know, checking off mixes for the full length, which is 10 songs. And that's going to come out sometime in the summer. So wow. like, it's been a really busy two years and, you know, I don't really go out. I don't party. I don't really go to shows anymore. I kind of just stay home and work and it's yeah. the best way for me. <laughs> like anyway, you know, like sure, I get the most shit done, you know? Yeah. Wow. And what are the topics you like to write about? Because I feel a certain feminist vibe on some songs. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so I guess so. Um, it's not, that's not something that's a goal of mine at all. Um, if anything, I'd like to like break that all down and make it go away. <laughs> like, um, I just, I don't see really the purpose for that, um, anymore. You know, it's kind of, there was a moment in time when maybe that it's just not, it's not my style, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I was saying, I, I just, I was thinking about the song, I'm not a man. So I was like, oh, yeah, I think like, I don't know. I know. No, and I get why you would think that. Um, And it definitely has feminist tones to Mm -hmm. it. Um, But really what my my purpose, my point was with that song was almost to to take away some of the um, the heat on that subject where it's taken so seriously mm. sometimes that it's it's not a, it's not an easy conversation to have anymore yeah, you know because right. it's it's so it's so heavy and so kind of pushed you Every- know and in a very aggressive way i just wanted to have fun with the subject mm-hmm. you know and um i really like the no doubt song just a girl yeah i think they they did that in a very smart way yeah. where it's like here are some cliches we've heard over and over and over again, you know, yeah. oh. they, these ones rhyme, you know, but I'm having fun with the entire topic. It's like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm a woman, <laughs> like, and obviously, you know, yeah, you, you, like, pro- you probably noticed some kind of evolution in the scene. Uh, like you started really young, you played in civet. So you probably yeah. s- like saw, a difference yeah. through the years. It just—it's hard for me because sometimes I feel like, um, like people really want me to say mm. something that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. and I—if I—I couldn't stand here and say that I wasn't supported by as many men as I have been by women in the scene. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's really a good message is to stand here and say because I'm a woman, these guys suck, you know, <laughs> yeah. not all of them suck, you know, no, of course uh, not. We, we, people marry them, are best friends with them. I play in bands with them and, and they're just as close to me as a lot of the women in my life. Mm-hmm. And so something that I think is important to me, something that is important to me with my message is 
the the real equality of like kindness and forgiveness and acceptance and not judging people before you get to know them, Mm -hmm. you know, and that goes with anybody, male or female or whatever you want to identify with. Like you're either a nice person or you're a piece of shit person, you know, (laughs) but I don't want to build my reputation as a woman in music for bashing men for the sake of saying I'm a feminist or a right girl. Um, That doesn't, that doesn't align with my spirit. Yeah. You know, it's um, not my, it's not my approach either. Totally. Yeah. So what what are the topics you like to write about, like in general? I feel like a very, very powerful vibe. I don't know why. I, I, I didn't like I, I don't speak English like as, as my first language. So I don't know why, but I, I often listen to songs and I feel a general vibe before I pay attention to the lyrics because it's it's I have cool. to I have to switch in my head to yeah. to understand yeah. the lyrics in English. So I wonder, but I feel like a powerful, powerful mood. Yeah, that's the I'm word. I'm so that happy I have. that you yeah. pick up on that because maybe that is more of what my real message is, mm-hmm. is like an inner power that I'm trying to tap into, you know, and it, it goes right back to putting on the fucking the, the hat before maybe you have the full plan, yeah. you know, but like dress for the job you want. <laughs> and go out there and fucking own your shit. You know, we're all, we're all different, but we're unique and we have our special qualities, mm-hmm. our special gifts that, you yeah. know, the universe dropped on us, you know, and I could, I could sit here and be like, well, I'm a weird musician who mm-hmm. never went to college and has never made more than $30,000 a year. And that makes me weird and bad and oh. not successful in the normal world or I can say, okay, the gifts that God gave me are songwriting mm-hmm. and ability to um, turn, you know, feelings into music that hopefully moves people in like in a positive way or encourages and empowers people. And that I want that to be for everybody, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of my songs are very, they're very like autobiographical, uh, okay. but I like Personal. to... I like to accentuate them with little like exaggerated, like fictional kind of like, to me, I, I think I'm funny sometimes. Like I'll be <laughs> writing something and be like, that's ridiculous. You know, like, um, you know, like the line and I'm not a man, your girlfriend kissed me in the parking lot. Like I was cracking up about that because yeah. it's like, it's just, you know, it's just an embellishment yeah, yeah, yeah. of the world, which is what movies do and songs do and fashion does, you know, mm-hmm. Uh, it's art is like turned up a few extra notches, you know, and I think that's what makes it interesting. There's definitely truth threaded through that, you know, but as a storyteller, I have an opportunity to, to take a little bit of what's actually happening in reality and put a spotlight on it and make it that much more interesting and maybe compelling in a way that it reaches more people, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'll take things from day to day or from tour, like with my new song, Gold Record Autograph, you know, mm-hmm. motels on a country highway talking about being a band on tour. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we've all been we've all been in the van passing some sketchy ass murder motel. Oh, yeah. They cost $30 a night, <laughs> you know, with blood on the walls and like nasty hairs in the bed and stuff like. You know, it's something that like some people are going to they're going to relate to and they're going to they're going to know what I'm talking about, you know. Um, But I do try to write in a more like 
relatable kind of universally appealing way but that's also part of like my my homework yeah. constantly yeah. when i look at other artists that i admire mm-hmm. you know like tom petty or laura jane grace who mm-hmm. i consider to be some of the best oh songwriters. my god she's so great yeah like fucking top notch <laughs> like yeah. really incredible lyricists you know and it's like what what are they fucking tapped into, <laughs> you know? And how can I be better as a, as a songwriter? How can I make my lyrics, um, wow. you know, and everything for me, like it has to be authentic. It has to be organic and something that yeah. like, I can honestly say like tr- with truth in my heart, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but I, I am a storyteller. So like just the right amount of nonfiction, <laughs> I mean, fiction sprinkled with the nonfiction, you know, makes yeah. for like, a, a yummy song yeah oh that's great and you talked a little about that but i really like your uh artistic uh, visual stuff like you i think you love to act a little and you, like oh yeah you're definitely you, you said you're a storyteller you love aesthetic mm-hmm. outfits colors like it's it's so great so is it another like form of art for you that you absolutely need in your life or it's just to fit the yeah. music like a, you know my- it's it's a hundred percent like me <laughs> you know um ever since i was a little kid i was mm-hmm. like dancing in front of people yeah. trying to get people to laugh i always Actually, the first thing I wanted to be when I was a child was an actress. And my mom got me an agent and she got me, you know, in acting classes. I went to a lot of auditions. Um, I remember doing photo shoots in downtown Los Angeles when I'm five, six, seven years old. You know, Um, I knew I wanted to perform. There was something about like being a character that was really like. I don't know, like a comfort to me. Like it felt totally natural, you know? Um, Life is fucking short. Throw on a feather boa and, you know, twirl it around a little bit. Just have some fun, you know? Um, And with acting, um, I I decided to quit acting when I was about 13 and my dad passed away. And I remember I was going to go to like a pretty big audition very soon mm-hmm. and then i found out that my father passed oh. and all of a sudden i just didn't give a shit anymore you know i, I was like that's, understand. that's yeah. so not important to me and i got mad like i sure. finally got like really angry as a teenager you know yeah and i didn't want to be like what i think actresses are good at which is being like very blank and very like you fit in you can kind of be molded into like Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I want to stand out. Like, I want to look like nobody else all the time. Wow. So I started coloring my hair. Um, I started listening to more rock and roll. But really, I mean, Good Charlotte was like my favorite band, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're still one of my favorite bands. Uh. Um, but getting in more into like the warp Tour scene and like mm-hmm. alternative and like live music and stuff. And my sister loved this, you know, but I was still somewhere in between, you yeah. know? Um, and I was like, I, I don't want to be an actress, but when I was joining Savette and finding that, like, it was, it was really kind of like acting anyway, you know, True. being in a band because, but you get to do it by your rules, yeah. really. Um, you get to create a ca- character. Nobody else tells you who the fuck to be, mm-hmm. you know? And that's something I didn't, I didn't like someone telling me you have to be like skinny, oh. you know, 
kind of plain, kind of like fit into this mm-hmm. thing. You know, I'm like, I feel ugly, mad and weird. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and if I if I put on this crazy outfit, somehow I feel better about myself, you know, and it's like you could you just you join that scene of like uh, a community of music and stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, it started to make me feel better. So. I really did translate that love of acting into creating my own universe and something that, you know, I've always loved and identified with in punk rock. is like, if you go back to the early, like 1977, Mm -hmm. like classic punks, all the punks in London at the time with like the really wacky outfits, Yeah, you know, everybody with their very individualistic kind of style you got Susie Sue and her corsets with her boobs just hanging out. I love you this. Know. Dude, wa- you got the clash looking sharp as fuck. I wish I could try. Okay. I wish I could try that kind of outfit you have. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know if it would be great on me, but I'm like, that's so co- uh, colorful. And I love it. It's just so great. I'm always with. Oh, my you fucking- talking about this? Yeah. But I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm always wearing my fucking big hoodies and T-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, maybe I should try something else sometimes. <laughs> Looks great. You know, you got to do what's right for you. Yeah. You know, and I don't always want to no, put no, no. on sure. the outfit, you know, like I don't always want to put on makeup, you know, or whatever. Um, but I find that when I do, I feel like myself. Yeah. Like I feel really good, you know, and that's something that, I'm not trying to dog on anybody, but I'm so bored with punk rock these days. Uh-huh. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's everybody in cargo shorts, if they're men, cargo shorts, black t-shirts, yeah. and a fucking baseball <laughs> hat, and all the women just in jeans and t-shirts, you know? And Hell it's yeah. like, did we just stop trying? Like, you know, like, no wonder rock and roll isn't, like, relevant anymore. Like, there's nobody who's fucking pushing the boundaries. Good point. There's no one who, who's challenging. There's no one who's actually expressing themselves in a really loud way to get attention back on our scene. Yeah. You know, it's just like everybody looks exactly the same every show you go to. True. And to me, that's like, it's fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> you, so, need, um, you need more colors so in your life. We need more color. We need more excitement. We need... um. And I don't know why that is, you know, like, I don't know if we can pinpoint, maybe we can blame it on grunge if we really, really want to, you know, things have never quite been the same since grunge. <laughs> um, and I, I love, I love, grunge, you know, I, well, I love Nirvana. Let's be real. I just, I only love Nirvana, but, um, uh, you know, but punk rock started one way and it's evolved into something else yeah as far as style goes the style's gone out the door you know and but you see kids these days who are listening to willow smith and youngblood and machine gun kelly Mm -hmm. and i guarantee you on their instagram pages they've got saved collections with pictures of nina hagen and fucking wendy o williams Mm -hmm. and lou reed and sid vicious and yeah. that style is forever. That style yeah. is not going anywhere, but it's been adopted by huh. a completely different scene. And we let them take it. You know, That's we didn't claim it. We didn't hold on to it. We let it go. And we've been passed by by hip hop, pop punk, emo, 
and all this other stuff, yeah. which is leading to a very boring punk rock scene where nobody's making enough money or enough noise to really make the splash in the world that I think punk rock set out to do. Wow. I love that. That's just a theory. I don't know. <laughs> I'm full of shit. So, oh, you know, it's great. I never, everybody can cancel me right now. <laughs> oh, hell no. No, 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 not at all. No, it's very interesting. I never thought about analyzing the punk styles and stuff. <laughs> it's great. I love this. Yeah, but you know what Why I'm talking not? about, right? Yeah, sure. Like mm -hmm. that original stuff, like that's what created the boom. You know, it wasn't just the music. You no, know, there was right. all these things involved that led to it being eye-catching yeah and something to talk about provoking you know? provoking provocating yeah what's the word provocating yeah. yeah 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 and art is provocative exactly but That's... but you know i'm not particularly stimulated by <laughs> a lot of things i'm seeing <laughs> like, yeah. you know and you know it's cool man like i'm not fucking hating on anybody i love sweatshirts no, and I totally... comfy ass pants But totally it's understand. interesting if you see bands dress up on Halloween, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody looks really cool. <laughs> and <laughs> y'all, it's not that hard. We could do it every day if we wanted yeah. to. Wow. You know, there's a freedom that you experience on Halloween, right? Yes. And what is that? What kind of psycho psychology is that? You know? Yeah. And oh, wow. I'm going to dig into this topic for sure <laughs> so Susie you're gonna be on the road soon you talked to me about two tours coming soon Teenage Bottle Rocket Ravage, Ravager Ravagers Ravagers I, I Ravagers, love, Ravagers. Yeah. it's great I listened to it to them um, a few hours ago it's like super cool. punk, punk and roll I love this so I'm gonna play a song yeah. on this episode oh good 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 I love those guys I'm a really big fan of their music Um, they write such great songs, I think. Really yeah. catchy, yes. classic rock and roll stuff. Yeah, punk and, and roll-ish. Yeah, I really like totally, them. Totally, totally. I think our bands go well together, you yeah, know? Yeah, e exactly what I wanted to tell you. It's a perfect match. Yeah. Thank so you. So how long are you going to be on the road? Like, uh, uh, Well, we're doing eight days with Teenage Bottle Rocket. So we're starting that next week. We're flying out to Portland, okay. doing a bunch of shows with them, flying back. And then we have like 10 days oh. before we, we head out for 26 shows 26? with Ravagers. That's great. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. We're going all across the United States. Um, so if somebody is hearing this next week or the week after or whatever, like whenever you might come across this like check the dates because we're probably coming to your town yeah, totally. you know we're gonna be on the road for a little while and i'm really excited because um you can make songs all day you know yeah. but nothing compares to being in the room yeah. with other people who so love true. music as much as you do and like sharing that energy together and yeah. especially with all the crazy shit going on in the world i, I think we need that like positive exchange of energy yeah. more than ever you know so true Yeah. So wow. I'm I'm fucking pumped, and I'm bringing all my good outfits. Okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> I to see that. So I hope you're gonna travel in Quebec eventually. Yeah. We want to really, really bad. Yeah. Great. Um, hopefully, maybe not before the end of 2022, but um, Next year. there have been some things where like we've been offered stuff, but we already have something else going on. So mm -hmm. it's really just about schedule 
and like lining it up. But you're not that far from me, really. No, yeah, I'm in Quebec City, so it's uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, what, twelve, fourteen hours, maybe? Mm, yeah, kind of. I'm I'm not sure, yeah, but yeah. definitely more close than in California. <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. So, and I need to um, I need to make new good memories in Canada. Yeah. That's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, so and we we're all really big fans of you in my band. Oh, um, everybody wanted to say hi. Uh, we love hi. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. you know, like what you're doing for punk rock is really important. Oh. You're putting people's stories out there. You're connecting people, and oh, it's nice. really it's really powerful and special. And I know you put a lot of work into this, so thank you from all of us. Fuck, that's really nice. Thank you. Yeah, kind of a we love right you. <laughs> <laughs> and we are gonna uh, be aware of you, all your releasing on Pirates Press. Great people in Pirates Press. Great They're music amazing. there. So, uh, yeah. uh, what is the title of your next uh, EP? It's called Animal. Animal. Oh, like the single you released. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like with that, if people see the artwork and stuff, like I really wanted to kind of like go all in on the animal theme, oh. you know? So. Uh, all the photos inside yeah. and that that music video it's like i'm an animal mm -hmm. and we can thank michael jackson a little bit and thriller <laughs> for that inspiration um but you know it's just like I'm, i'm just trying to have a good time and make cool art with my friends yeah and you know just have fun with it you know so i'm really really proud of this new ep and i'm so thankful to pirates press records because without them Who the fuck knows where I'd be? But, you know, I love those guys. And they've they've helped me so much in the last couple of years. And yeah. we we make an awesome team together, I think. And they are supporting the, the podcast, too. So I think we... Yeah! How can we not... Are you going to have, uh, have Veek on the show? Uh, what did you say? Veek from Pirates Press Records. Oh, I could. I love to interview... You should. Yeah, I love to interview people in, in labels. I had uh, Stefan in, uh, of Spam Records and I, I want to do oh, cool. more of those because I like to interview people that are uh, behind the scene, not only musicians, but like photographer, label yeah. owner, author. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, very nice Like because those people belong to the scene as much as mm -hmm. the musicians. So it's very interesting to, Absolutely. to talk about what they experiment. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, because an amazing story. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Suzy. It was a very oh, cool. nice conversation. I wish we could like talk thank all night, you. having some drinks and just enjoying I some know. music together. I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. Me too. It will. It definitely will.
Charlotte, thank you so much, my friends, for listening. I had a great moment with you, as usual. If you want to help me to promote the show, you can subscribe to your favorite platform. You can also rate it five stars on iTunes and now on Spotify, too. You can also write me some DMs with some suggestions to improve the show, some feedback. I love to talk to you guys. I want to say thank you to Scott Alquist, who's doing the edit of the show. He's also co-producing. Hell yeah! Thank you to Epic Merch Store because they are sponsoring the show. And today I also want to say thank you to all the bands who submitted some songs. I appreciate it so much. I know I'm very late with my listening, but it makes me so happy. Okay, punk rockers, punk your life, and see you next week.